1: Hey, everybody, it's Joe Trippi, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. Can you believe it's been two years since Joe Biden took office? With so much happening, seemingly every day, we thought we'd take stock of President Biden's performance two years in. Plus, spoiler alert, the worst person you can think of wants the worst job you can think of. What's going on in the latest round of Trump beepstakes? Alex.
2: Where should we get started? Well, our listeners should know that every once in a while, it takes you more than one take to record. And your first take, you said 10 years since Joe Biden took office <laughs> instead of two. And then and, I cracked
1: myself up and and laughed for an inordinate amount of time. And that's what we're saving well, you guys all
2: from. I had this whole thing about how, you know how like I read somewhere that having a kid The worst part is that the days drag, but the years fly by. And that kind of feels like the first two years of the Biden presidency. It feels like every day is really long, but all we blink and we're through two or 10 years. Joe, with so much going on and you can get into it, how has the president been doing?
1: You know, first of all, I got to talk about this analogy. Alex does not have kids. I've had three. Uh, And so it's, it's interesting to have him, you know, tell me what that's like and how days drag and years fly um but anyway they do uh, on the years fly you wake up and one day they're you know th- things have r- radically changed i don't really understand what that has to do with the first 2 years of biden's administration but where we were when he took office you know we were in the middle of a pandemic actually i do kind of understand what you're saying i mean that seems probably to a lot of people like it was a long time ago, but look, it's it's been two years. When he took office, we were in the middle of a pandemic, uh, you know, terrible vaccine rollout. America was losing ground globally. This was more than just a return of decency, and what Biden was saying was, you know, a fight for the soul of America. It was it was much? He took on much more than that. And so, you know, Joe Biden's first two years were really, when you look at it. Real concrete investments in the American people, and and you know, many of them are just paying off now. I mean, as we enter the second uh, the second two years uh, of his first term, I mean, the three huge bills passed that we're just seeing the effects of right now. I mean, everything from you know insulin just now, even though it was passed uh, last year. Just now, insulin is capped at $35 for all those people, you know, have diabetes, depend on insulin, and they were paying, you know, thousands of dollars a year. It's now capped, going to be capped at 35 Prescription drug costs going down. You know, the infrastructure bill that got passed, those bridges, those projects, those investments in renewable and other things out there that that bill had for infrastructure, Th- that's going to be really start building this year and creating those jobs. Uh, and we were already doing really well on jobs. We'll get to that. But, you know, the fourth quarter economic numbers come out and, and we grew at a 2.9% rate. I mean, that's incredible. This is also part of it, Alex. You know, they we warned everybody, hey, the red wave isn't coming. And then, you know, now everybody's going, what red wave? Will the press start doing what recession since they hype the crap out of that? So, look, we've got the lowest unemployment numbers in 50 years. In January of uh, 2021, there were 828,000 unemployment claims. This January, that number is 198,000. Record oil production and growing every year, despite the right screaming that it's his fault that we're not producing, that we're not energy independent. It's just insane uh, when we have record oil production and, and it's been growing. Job creation. Biden's seen, you know, five times the number of jobs created in the last two years than Republicans saw created under their last three presidents combined,
2: which I have to stop you for a second, which is kind of a mind boggling number. Obviously, economy has its ups and downs. But when you look at the kind of how we've gotten there and you mentioned, Joe, the three big bills, the long term economic impact. I remember one of our first podcasts, we were talking about what we needed to do to keep America competitive globally and what what kind of your prediction for what Joe Biden could do. This was still during the campaign. He wasn't even president yet. But remember, we were basically talking about how do we make sure that we're bringing the world up rather than bringing America down to the level of some of these other countries. And how you do it is bills like this.
1: Yeah, because it's going to be look everything we've done. You know, you need to lead the world in innovation in in creating uh, new products that people want. And, and we spent a lot of time uh, with some of the better our engineering things like Facebook and Twitter. And I think you know the investments that you're seeing in the infrastructure bill to really create. Other investment and in companies, you know, uh, again, things like uh, chip production coming back, manufacturing of chips coming back to the United States, places like Ohio and Arizona. Uh, by the way, a lot of the, these, this job creation is is happening in red states, you know, creating jobs and investment in the future economy that's being built right now in this country, instead of depending and reverting back on, on manufacturing that that are gone. It's creating manufacturing jobs, but in the future and building the future energy independence uh, of the United States. And by the way, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, if we start making the cars that have the longest ability range for electric cars, just as when we starting to innovate and build the first cars, the rest of the world want them, right? Uh, And that's going to create even more jobs. I mean, it's not just cars, though. It's, it's, it's the stations, it's the charging stations, it's it's a lot of the infrastructure that needs to be built for the future. And it's just getting started. But this is all literally, you know, bills that Biden was able, under horrendous polarized circumstances to get passed. I mean, you know, he, he had basically Kamala Harris breaking ties. So he had to get two or three Republicans on some of these things. And the same thing, Uh, Even the House was not big majority. So the fact that he he did this, all of this, uh, you know, the infrastructure bill that was actually bipartisan, Ukraine building a coalition of Western democracies and holding strong despite Putin's best efforts, uh, you know, restoring leadership on a American leadership on a global scale. Uh, And I, you know, it'd be hard pressed to see who who could have held and pulled that alliance together to do what Joe Biden was able to pull together and help Ukraine compete and fight against, you know, a, a overwhelmingly
2: brutal Putin.
1: That only American leadership could have done that.
2: And everyone said it would be a 3-day thing. They, you know, so I think there's a case to be made that the Holding together the coalition of Western democracies, especially by the way, remember as winter rolled into Europe, energy prices—they were suffering a lot more than we were in a lot of these European countries.
1: Yeah, and by the way, Trump was Trump had been doing everything he could to blow up that that alliance any way he could, and I'm not talking just about NATO. Any of the European uh, uh, countries that are engaged with us in in taking on Putin, Trump was laying out the. The welcome mat for Putin and blowing the, that alliance, uh, any alliance with uh, that that would stand up to him, destroying it, wrecking it, um, and so you know all that was it was happening as Biden came in over the last two years, and just that alone. I mean, I think the leadership, the return of respect on the international stage, the competitiveness of the infrastructure, what it's what it's going to do. Uh, to create the jobs that uh, that will make us more competitive and our infrastructure more competitive. All this is, is happening in a way that I think, look, if you really look at the last two years, you know, as everybody was screaming as the press, and, and of course the Republicans were screaming, inflation, gas prices, oh, the open border, all those things that they were doing, And by the way, people were feeling a hell of a lot of economic pain with with uh, inflation and and gas prices. You know, Biden's approval and favorability, as it would for any president who held office while while inflation and and gas prices are soaring, went down. His approval went down. But you're already seeing that as his accomplishments click in among them is you know the the decline in gasoline prices over this time and and a again as inflation is now decreasing monthly as gdp and jobs still hold pretty strong and now a lot of the people that were screaming recession 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 are saying hey you know it looks like maybe there's going to be a soft landing or maybe even no recession at all it's pretty incredible when you do look at the pandemic, at the botched uh, Trump response to it, at how deep a hole we were in with jobs, with not just jobs, but literally destruction of the supply chain, you know, as COVID uh, hit and, and people started buying in different ways, to be where we are today, to have, and, and with Putin invading Ukraine, to, do, to, be, to be in the face of all that, and be where we are today with five times the number of jobs created, five times in the last two years Joe, under Joe Biden, we created five times the number that Republicans saw created under their last three presidents, combining all the jobs that those three presidents saw in terms of job growth under their uh, under their terms. Did it in two. And so... You know, when you start looking at that, and by the way, uh, you know, one of the things I I, I know I'm uh, maybe jumping a little ahead here, but the press hasn't really reported much of this, right? In other words, it, it's uh, there have been tons of red wave, red wave, red wave, uh, tons of, of uh, recession, 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 inflation, gas prices, uh, all the way as those things, you know, uh, were hyped. But no one's really talking about. Uh, wait a minute, we may not see one a recession. You know, gas prices. He did what he, he did. Tap uh, the strategic oil reserve. He, you know, he took a lot of actions that lowered. And by the way, the Republicans said, "Oh no, you can't do that." Now, and by the way, when he did do the oil reserves, we made a profit because when we went back to to film again, we bought them at lower prices than than, than we had when. When the reserve was created, you know when those same barrels were bought for the reserve that he
2: that we used to do that i didn't see that headline on Fox News Joe no
1: you never you don't see well you don't see a lot of that on any on any uh, uh press, but actually his 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 moves to lower gasoline prices for the American people actually in that the Republicans opposed actually netted more. Revenue, uh, and put oil back in the in the reserve at a cheaper price. Meaning he we it was all done in a in a, in a way that not only saved the American people money, but actually replaced that with even cheaper reserve than we, we than we than previous administrations had built. So you, you this is all things that that the Biden administration has done under his leadership. And I think, look, what you know, you have the economy stabilizing, and you know, and it's trending in the right direction. I think, you know, the the war in Ukraine um, increasingly now with with the Abrams tanks, um, the Ger- Germany uh, sending Leopards, and the rest of uh, Europe uh, sort of you know trying to get more Leopards there. I mean, this is all because of Biden's leadership that that's happening. What I was saying is, so during this whole Period where his favorable numbers were low because people were really feeling inflation and gas prices, and and the Republicans were, you know, your hair on fire, uh, uh, outrage machine going. I don't see anything but the other side now of that. Inflation is going down. In other words, in the next 18 months, I think Americans are going to feel prices going down, supply chain really is fixed, Putin's in deep trouble. Biden really held the uh, coalition together uh, and the alliances, and you see that, and that's going, I I think, only going to continue to build. Again, the CHIPS Act is going to grow a a ton of jobs for those without college degrees. The Inflation Reduction Act will be heavily concentrated. in Red states, congressional districts, all have the potential to dent the populist grievance-based appeal that these red state workers are, you know, that they're being left behind somehow when he's, he's the only one who's done anything. Uh, in fact, it's the opposite, that he's actually creating a future, the jobs that they can move into without college degrees and at, at higher wages and build that future together. That's going to become more and more clear. The other thing that's so that we keep talking.
2: Well, let's, let's get into that on a, on a future pod with Greg, for sure. Um, I know we're, we're working on that one.
1: Right. But the other thing though, yeah. And Greg uh, Sargent pointed all, a a lot of this out. In fact, we were trying to get him on today's show, but uh, we couldn't swing it. So we're going to interview him, uh, have him on next week, hopefully. But the points that Greg made are clear. Maybe we could at least put um, that his, his piece in the show notes. So, I kept saying during the last cycle, they keep doing the crazy, we keep doing the work, you know, we'll do better than we thought. And then people think the work the Biden administration did and the things that Joe Biden and his team accomplished is only now going to really be felt. So we did the work, they did the work, and it's it's now going to be clearer and clearer every day the other thing that i said is that they keep doing the you know the, the crazy that contrast will be part of why joe biden continues to succeed and democrats continue uh to succeed and we already have seen now and we'll get into this but we'll already have seen how with the speaker fight with the debt ceiling here we are we're going to avoid a recession we're going to keep people in their jobs. We're actually creating them. And instead, no, they want to make sure we go into a recession, make sure millions and millions of people are on the unemployment line. And uh, and they may purposely blow up the debt ceiling. You know, McCarthy said, oh, well, you know, I, uh, does McCarthy have any ability to stop that? Because the crazy are in charge. So I think it's that contrast. Even if they do things like that, It'll just make Joe Biden's leadership and the, the work that Democrats and a few occasionally here and there on really important bills, the Republicans, and they should get credit for that the bipartisan support. But it's 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 clear. I think it's going to be clear that oh, that's what the MAGA extreme really is about. Um, and this kind of calm, steady, get it done, do the work, build for the future built for every American leadership of of Biden is going to become clear too. And I think that's the contrast that I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure actually that uh, I'm pretty sure that's that contrast. It's, it's been a contrast by the way that worked in 2020, it worked in 2022 and I think will people who are wringing their hands about 2024 and Joe Biden stop it. I, I, I think it's that contrast um, that, that, that the American people will continue. What's
0: the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: to respond to. Joe, before, before I ask you to tell us how you really feel about how Joe Biden has done for the last two years, let me ask you this. It, it, now that you've gone over a lot of the overwhelming positive, what advice would you have for the White House? And I know you tweeted about this this week, but how can we do a better job shaping kind of some of this narrative? Where can they be more proactive?
1: I think they got to go totally on the offensive. You, I mean, you see like the, the press just is not They're They're locked in the both sides stuff still. You know, I, I, I retweeted Ron Klein uh, today in, in response to the GDP, uh, numbers. There was a, a piece where Politico is covering this as, as the economy grows, even as we brace for a recession, it's like same sentence, but yeah, press. yeah. In the same system good news. And, and uh, uh tweeted, and I'm going to quote quote. Apparently, the word Biden's plan is working. Just are too hard to type. Unquote. And I think it's it's they got to take this crap on because it's just amazing. Uh, it's the same thing with the documents. I mean, the documents. It should. I mean, uh, Biden should immediately order. Particularly after Pence, by the way, I think every administration out there, past administration, uh, you know, Bush, Obama, uh, anybody who handled these documents are doing the same thing Pence did now, looking, going through. I mean, they should be uh, going through their files. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And making sure. But Biden should just order the, the intel community. To do a complete review of how these documents are handled at the end of uh, a tra- in transition periods with, as administrations change hands, uh, investigate it completely, do a complete review, and make stringent rec- recommendations on how uh, it can be impro- That process can be improved because wittingly or unwittingly, this should never happen. These documents shouldn't be in my garage, and they shouldn't be in Mar-a-Lago, and they shouldn't be in Pence's office um and and so i'm ordering the intel community you know whoever to to do that stringent review and make uh, and make top to bottom recommendations on how uh and how the on how these documents should be handled and secured uh as a, as administrations uh change hands uh, and and the current investigations of uh, are exactly where they beyond that the current investigations on whether things happened wittingly or unwittingly or anything occurred, they are exactly where they need to be, in an independent counsel into in the hands of two independent councils, and let the chips fall where they may. But but damn it, I'm ordering the the intel community to do to to make recommendations so that this doesn't happen again. Period. Just lead into it, and that's really hard to do with Fox and everybody. Uh, the you know pouncing on this like they never did on Trump. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's all like, uh, and, and, the, and then immediately uh, all the mainstream media outlets out there, you know, like clockwork, follow the crumbs that Fox News and everybody else is pushing. You know, they, they, it's not crumbs, the outrage. It's an outrage machine. And as that machine goes, in you know, impacts social media, Twitter, the whole thing, then you got you, you've now driven the the narrative again. We've got to get control of that narrative, and I think the president has a bully pulpit. Uh, and on things like you know when these things start to happen, like documents, I think there's they've got to be more more aggressive. And by the way, look, I've been through this stuff. The 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 main problem in in all these in a lot of these situations is whenever the the politics. Um, the need politically to answer something clashes with the legal dynamic that requires you not to say something. Again, you, you know, talking about classified information, what was in them, all those things, you can't you can't do it. On the same, by the same token, politically, everybody wants to. You know, the press is saying, "Well, what was in them? What was in them?" So what I'm saying is, anytime that dynamic is there. The pol- you're going to lose the politics. I mean, there's no way that, you particularly, you're the president of the United States. You're governing. You're going to do it by the book. You're going to turn everything over. You're going to cooperate. I mean, if, if if you're not Donald Trump, um, you're going to turn everything over. You're going to order your your folks to keep their mouths shut and just cooperate and get things done the way it's supposed to do to be done. And yeah, at some point, we'll all, you know, the independent counsel will say, "Hey, this is what happened," and while. These documents shouldn't have been there. Again, this is why I think the, the president should be out there ordering an, uh, a review. Uh, because I think, by the way, I think it, both independent councils, I'll be shocked if that's not what the, one of their first things that they, the, the first finding. It, whether it's the one looking at Trump or the one looking at Biden, and whether Biden and Pence end up being with the same uh, independent uh, uh, council because that case might might go in the same bucket. Okay, I'll bet you now that the very first thing both independent counsels um, s- state as a finding is there's a flaw in the way documents are handled at the end of transitions and a change of government um, and recommend, you know, you know stringent review uh, and much stronger uh, protocols uh, to prevent it from happening wittingly or unwittingly and then the next thing will be in the case of donald trump you know it wasn't wittingly it was wittingly. i mean you know whatever and therefore we're recommending x or and maybe that's what it'll, they'll find out about uh biden too but far more likely that the biden as best we know both biden and pence it seems inadvertent um they immediately did what they were supposed to do turn that's what i'm saying so I, I think this is more about the Biden people having to deal with politics and and, and the legal matter, and that's always a very difficult thing. Uh, if you're if you're you know if you're Joe Trippy and you're you're the one of the political operatives uh, around, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things I can say. Oh yeah, I would do this and I would do that a lot differently. I don't have a lawyer in my face saying shut up, uh, which is what happens when you're in that political uh, versus legal predicament. But in the end, do I think it's gonna be matter of wit for Joe Biden's reelection? Hell no. It's it's gonna be like 18 months from now? Shoot, you know, there isn't anything that anybody's done. Look at all the stuff he's done over the last two years. And we're still, you know, you, you, you know uh, uh, look at everything uh, that's occurred. But two months from now we'll be on to something else. The outrage machine will have, hey, they by the way, the outrage machine on the right was going no matter how the Biden people handled this, would they would have been outraged. Yeah, the incident. Wouldn't matter. You know, the, the, you know, and the thing that should have been outrageous would have been the Biden folks don't tell us crap, um, shred the the documents or whatever, and we never hear about it. Now that would have been worth I mean, in other words, and then the outrage machine finds out. Yeah, we all all of us should have been outraged. That's not what happened, folks. So, you know, you know the outrage machine, and I say this, like I know I know from every presidential campaign I've ever been in, it's too brutal a business to give the other side ammunition. And so, you know, is that part of what happened here? Yeah. But given the stakes, given classified documents they didn't avoid the issue. They went public. I mean, they, you know, did what they needed to do in terms of the right thing, in terms of archives and the Justice Department and have been cooperating and publicly every now and then go, you yeah, know, there's more or whatever. But that's none of that's going to matter. I just don't think it has any in impact. And I really doubt whether the in, that the independent counsel is. I actually am the other way around. Everybody's, oh, gosh, this is going to make it impossible to, To um, to go after Trump on this wrong, because I don't think Pence and Biden. I you know I don't think there's going to be any charge of obstruction of justice. Uh, Then there's no way to. I don't think. I don't see any way. I think it's actually more likely that if Trump did obstruct justice um, and stopped the Justice Department from doing its job on this, I, I actually think it's more likely that there's a finding that these two didn't and he did and therefore recommend x y and z about Trump. I don't know what that'll be, but I think it I don't think it helps Trump. Uh now of course Trump will if that goes on then Trump will uh of course say that it's a witch hunt and they only went after him and let everybody else go free and all that stuff, but
2: it'll be more Trump insanity. So I'm glad we got to Trump insanity. I think that's the perfect time to ask us. We have a few other things I want to get to next week at this point because we're running kind of short on time. But got to hit one of my favorite stories of the week. Surprise, surprise. Guess who wants to be Trump's vice president? Joe, what do you make of Marjorie Taylor Greene angling really hard for that spot? Does it surprise you at all? You know-
1: well, but when you did the intro on this, you said that it was the worst job in the world. Are you saying it could be in Trump's VP is the worst job in the world? Oh, it's got to be.
2: I, I, oh, it's got to be one of the worst jobs in the world. Joe, I have I have worked for you for 12 years and I can never recall a time that you tweeted to your million person following trying to get me killed. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. But that sounds pretty terrible.
1: Yeah, but you're saying Trump doing that to Pence. It's not the VP's job. It's a pretty good job, I think, Um, particularly if you want to be president someday because, like, you know, no vice president past uh, former or sitting has ever been denied the presidency if they. I mean, the presidential nomination of their party if they sought it, uh, except for possibly because I still have arguments with other folks about this, but possibly Dan Quayle, who I think kind of like thought about it for three weeks and then didn't run but that's beside the point. So it's actually a pretty good job. I understand why she'd want it. Um that's like should scare the hell out of everybody who, who's listening that she'd be a heartbeat away from you talk about I mean a heartbeat away Marjorie Taylor Greene a heartbeat away from succeeding Donald Trump if he eats too many more burgers and you know and something were to go, you know, bad, horribly bad uh, when he, you know, during, if he were to win, uh, yeah, that, that would, should scare the hell out of me because like, I can't imagine, um, anybody being crazier than Trump, but, but she would give it a run for the money folks. I mean, and the ticket would be, would be, uh, crazy. So I look, uh, it doesn't stun me at all. You know, I actually think it's possible that he might do it. I mean, you know, uh, He and DeSantis are going to have to try to out MAGA each other. So, you know, you look at this and is MAGA that crazy?
2: I'm glad you asked that because the last thing I wanted to hit today, obviously, there was that new Emerson poll that had Trump up pretty big on DeSantis. I don't think that's a huge surprise. But if you look at the other potential candidates right now in the MAGA sphere, everyone's kind of trying to do things like they're running look at what Nikki Haley's doing. I mean, even Ron DeSantis, who's very obviously trying to run for president, has not said, I'm running for president. Is there a reason for that?
1: I think, I mean, a couple of things. Uh, one, every poll that I've seen shows Trump, you know, winning 45% of the party, not over 50, but, you know, in the 40s with the closest candidate to him, DeSantis, being in the low 30s, even high 20s. So you're looking at this, and the real question here, I think, for all of them is, um, okay, let's even assume you can defeat Donald Trump. Uh, By the way, I don't think so, because, again, given the way the Republican nomination system works and winner-take-all in a lot of their states— Trump only had to get like 28, 29 in some of those states and win all the delegates. Uh, At 40, 45, I don't see how you you get by that. Oh, I get him one-on-one. Okay, so DeSantis gets him one-on-one, and and Trump only gets 45, and DeSantis gets 55, and he wins all the winner-take-all places, and, and DeSantis wins the nomination. If you're DeSantis and that happens, you'd have to... You know, I don't know, Alex, you'd have to ask yourself, oh, yeah, this will be the election where Donald Trump gets really, really gracious and immediately says, yeah, I lost. And by the way, DeSantis won. And I urge every single one of my MAGA folks that love me and worship me, I urge all the patriots to vote for, for Ron DeSantis. Now, if you believe that, and I don't think DeSantis does. So in other words, you're in this weird, all of them are in this weird predicament. First, can you beat him? Second of all, if you beat him, if you were the one that beats him, is that a strategy for getting your butt kicked in the general? Because a lot of those MAGA folks are going to sit on their damn hands, probably even if Trump says vote for him. They won't be able to handle that their dear leader has has been soundly defeated. So when you you look at that, I think a lot of them would love to go. Obviously, have tons of ambition. Obviously, hoping some of them, I'm sure, hoping he's indicted or somehow taken off the field, playing field. So they still got a. They're still out there, you know, building their team, uh, ra- setting up, the, you know, massive fundraising. DeSantis has plenty of money but, you know, and traveling around and trying to increase their, their, you know, their strength out there. But it's all, I think, in case. I'm not even sure DeSantis will do it, that he'll go, that Trump will have much competition. And if, if the people that seem like deter- more determined are the the Larry Hogan's. You know, I mean, here hear a purple governor, uh really, governed moderately, uh, had a, a, a lot of Democrats and Republicans in Maryland enthused with how he ran the state for two terms. I think, you know, who, who I think wants to, uh, to, to challenge the party to come back to sanity uh, and common sense. Those guys, the, 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 I'm talking, using Larry Hogan as an example, I, I think they seem very determined to, to try to do that Um, I question not about whether you like Larry Hogan or not. I am one who was really um, surprised, I would say, uh, uh, about how how well he governed. I didn't agree with him on everything, but I mean, he he would I mean, I'm one of these people who thinks we need two parties in America who believe in democracy uh, and compete on ideas. And he's he's one of those kind of people. The Republican Party, the, the MAGA-led party is not that party today, and I can't believe even though I think he's very determined and there may be a couple others, that that's going to work out very well uh, or end well, although it may help make the point. Well,
2: and remember what the Maryland GOP did after after the Hogan administration was over. They went and nominated one of right. the absolute craziest people they could, so I think I know how this one's going to end, Joe.
1: Right, and, and he, and he Right, no, no, right, and and Larry Hogan went out and said, no, he's I'm not supporting him. Uh, that'd be crazy. So no, I'm just saying that. So I, but I think the the MAGA wannabes, I mean the Desant and, and uh, you know maybe the Haley's, uh out there who have sort of positioned themselves in that you know in, in, in that frame. I think it's a it's a no win. I mean, I don't think they can beat him. And then I, I think, okay, Joe, you're an idiot. You're wrong. Of course, they can beat. You know, DeSantis can beat him. Great. Um, how does this? How does? Yeah, if you really think that's the the most the 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 minute that Trump turns completely gracious, not to mention Trump being completely gracious, but his base being completely gracious. Oh yeah. We'll. Yeah. We'll. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I I I think this is a a, a fight within uh, that wing uh, that is going to—I I, I think it's that contrast. It's the contrast of this fight between this wing that we're seeing now in the House, we're going to see it with, with Trump. Do they even try to stop him? And if they do, y- you know, what's that fight look like? Who tries to out-Trump Trump? Um, and if they do and they out-Trump him and win— um how do they hold either the um the same by, by the way the same elements in the republican party is growing a little bit i mean it's not it's still less than a third of the party i mean when you ask them questions like do you do you consider yourself a maga republican um you know it's something like 30% say no no i'm not a maga republican um but the maga republicans still still and i think will control the party for some time even if Trump is defeated and and it'll be interesting to see some I think some remember he's he Trump they haven't won the popular vote in a presidential campaign but once I mean George W Bush running for reelection in 2004 is the only popular vote that they won out of all of them going back so he didn't win those. He certainly only won state some of these states by—or lost them by 12, 13, 14,000, but all that stuff that we saw happen in 2020. If 30,000 MAGA hats sit out um, the race in Georgia because they're, they, 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 they can't countenance that he defeated Donald Trump, we're talking about you can't lose any of them and I think DeSantis or whoever defeats him will lose some, enough. So that's that's sort of where I think that's all going. And to answer your question, because you have a question here saying, are they going to learn their lesson? Um, no. The Republicans will not learn their lesson. There will be this fight. The only, like, I still question whether anybody will actually, and, and I don't, like I said, I don't mean Larry Hogan or, um, you know somebody who makes a or even a Liz Cheney who decides okay I don't care I'm not going to let him ha- you know have no contest here I'm going to ex- you know take it on within the party and make the case I that candidate I think as we have talked about has you know well, yeah that's going to work great uh, I think by the way cheer that person on whoever they are but the other thing is no they're not going to learn their lesson and the really only question is does somebody like DeSantis actually have it in them realizing that they're probably that? Yeah, even if they think in their heads, their ego, I can beat this guy. How do they? How do they see the victory going into twenty twenty four against uh, 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 Joe Biden or any uh, uh, Democrat uh, who, who would be uh, getting the nomination? The last thing I'll say is. I still think, in the end, all of this comes down to how successful the Biden administration is—not today, not last year, but 18 months from now. And what I mean by that is: inflation totally vanquished? Did we go into a recession, or was it shallow? And and or no no recession? Is is uh, Ukraine um, kicking Russia's ass, and and you know, and, and Putin is even in more? more hot water in his country than he is today are all the and the because of the leadership of of biden holding the the coalition and alliances together uh it you know are the infrastructure projects underway uh chips are being manufactured in arizona and in, in ohio all these things uh are if his kit presidency is seen as being successful and his favorable numbers are already going up then the nomination on the democratic side is worth something whether biden wants it or someone you know or or it goes somewhere else i'm not getting it but that nomination is worth worth something and 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 that because that nomination with that success will defeat a party led by donald trump or a party led by somebody else with trump st- telling his people to sit on their ass And and that's the. the, It's one of those. Either way, that's the. That's the predicament the Republican Party will be in by the end of the twenty twenty four nomination process, one way or the other. And so, you know, unless Trump decides he's not running, uh, and you know, announces I'm gonna, I want to live the rest of my life in Mar-a-Lago, and I'm not, uh, uh, I'm I'm not, I don't want to go back to the White House, you guys all fight it out. I, I don't see him doing that either. But that's the only other solution I can see to the problem. Anyway, thanks for letting me rant, Alex. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to that trippy show. Please subscribe to that trippy show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. You can always send us a question to that trippy show at gmail.com or leave us a question in a review on iTunes. See you next week, and we're going to try to get Greg Sargent on, and we'll put his piece. Uh, in today's show notes uh, if you want to see it uh, uh, so you'll you'll, you'll get a taste of uh, what we want to talk to him about. Thank you all, and see you next week.